0: health masters, friends, and family, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastically wonderful day today, and hope you guys have gotten to enjoy a lot of the shows this week. We've had a lot of great shows and gone over all types of various topics, and I'll be on the Hagman Show again tomorrow, and so be sure to check that out a lot of different stuff we always go into detail there as well with Doug really great show and you know as I've looked at a lot of the stuff over the last couple days um, with what's been going on with the house and it, it appears now the house has apparently uh, passed these gun control measures and now it's headed to the Senate but apparently at least from what I've been reading we've got a few good strong senators that are basically pushing back against these insane gun bills um, I've gone in detail of them early last week. I had a feeling the House was pretty much going to run them through, and they did. And there's actually even some Republicans in the House that voted for them. So be sure to look at who those are so you can actually uh, vote them out and get somebody else in because these things weren't even remotely um, reasonable at all. You know, They have these common-sense gun laws, they say. I'm not really a fan of any gun laws because I think most of them are not common sense. However, these went way past even the ability to try to – justify them as being common sense, including the magazine ban now that they want all magazines that are grandfathered in that have more than 10 rounds that have to be basically stamped with a manufacturer date so you can prove that they're manufactured before the ban if you get caught with them. If not, they're basically going to be a felony to possess. Ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous stuff they put in this bill, including all types of restrictions on storage and containment. And the, my question that I've asked before is how are they possibly going to enforce that? How you store a weapon in your house, well, it's exactly like they've done before in other countries once this starts to go in. They start going in and saying, oh, we have to do a firearm check in your home, random knocking on your door. Oh, by the way, we need to know where your firearms are stored. We have to do an inspection on your registered assault weapons that you have now registered with the state, and we need to basically make sure they're stored safely. This goes nowhere but bad extremely fast, so I'm hoping that the mass majority of the Republican senators actually push against this, which it appears they are. They've already been pretty boisterous on it, so we will see how that goes. As I have told you, no new gun laws are legal or constitutional gun laws. There are already so many things on the books to prevent people from being able to use these weapons illegally, and at the end of the day, if a felon – wants to get a hold of a gun and go commit an illegal act with it, he can do so. There is no way to prevent that, especially when you have the ATF transferring thousands of machine guns and 50 caliber weapons to the Mexican drug cartel on purpose and then accidentally, whoopsie, losing all of them and not knowing where they went. And Fast and the Furious was just the tip of the iceberg if you do your own research on what ATF has been involved in for Decades with gun running and gun trafficking on a global level. So before they start telling the normal, ordinary citizens can't own certain firearms, my question to that is, well, what about uh, – what, what, what are the non-ordinary citizens? What What classifies as a citizen that does allow – is allowed to have this? Or what deems you to have more security than another person? This is all about building two separate classes the kings basically and the peasants that's what this is all designed to do the peasants and the royalty have armed security with m134 miniguns and their armored suvs that follow them around everywhere while the peasants well you're not even allowed to have pistols or semi-automatic rifles because you're just not trustworthy enough with those which is exactly what they're saying as we see in canada prime example As they just went through and signed this bill to basically ban all handguns from being able to be transferred or sold in California, they now are going on a massive monkeypox vaccination spree because, well, apparently there's been 31 cases of monkeypox in the entire country of Canada. Um, So now they're stating that anybody that is in close contact, that is in uh, basically, contact tracing or that knows anybody that has contracted monkeypox, you immediately need to get a smallpox vaccine. Yeah. That's how insanity it's gone in California now. If you know anybody, or have heard of anything, or possibly may have at any time been around somebody that allegedly has monkeypox, you now need to go get the unbelievably dangerous, toxic smallpox vaccine. Which, by the way, we talked in detail. Ted brought it up in detail, I think, two weeks ago about the severe side effects that are listed right on the sheet, along with the VAERS adverse event report of the smallpox vaccine, and it is rare even get it out but yet hey somebody's got monkeypox which basically clears itself up in about a week if you got a strong immune system and you're running things like the vitamin C the D3 the zinc and the quercetin you're probably not even going to have many severe symptoms your body will shake it off and you're good to go but hey you need to go get the smallpox vaccine now well because you know Canadian government said it's science, you know. That's what we tell everybody to do. It's it's science, right? That's all they have to say anymore and it seems to get the masses completely and totally uh, bent on following whatever they tell them to do. Also to another news is a, another example for rules for thee and not for me. <laughs> We're finding out now the pharmaceutical company president, one of pretty much the largest pharmaceutical companies over in Europe now, has now been busted along with over 2 Thousand different wealthy individuals over in Europe and Spain have now been busted for illegally possessing fake COVID-19 vaccination certificates from a nurse without taking the shot. Yes, the president of PharmaMar, Josie Marie Ferdinands, who's one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in Spain, if not the largest, it's basically like the Pfizer of Spain. It basically researched COVID-19 drug treatments and worked with COVID-19 vaccines has now essentially been busted. Uh, basically, now is being told he's got to testify because he hasn't received any of his doses because he got a fake vaccine passport. Now, there's two flip sides to this story. A, it's showing you the thousands of elite individuals who basically think they don't have to do anything, but yet they tell everybody else what to do, and obviously they don't believe in the shot or else they would have gotten this. It shows you that they basically act above the law. But secondly, what it is showing you as well is how insane this clown show that we see on this big globe that we're on right now has become where we're actually having discussions about people having to buy fake vaccine cards and getting busted for not wanting to get a shot that they know is grossly toxic and now basically being summoned to court and being jailed and possibly being fined and all types of all types of other issues now. This is this is the lunacy that we're starting to see when we're seeing literally hundreds of thousands of people all across the country on a regular basis now, all the way from the VAERS database to the Euro database, Eurovigilant showing insane amounts of very severe side effects from these COVID shots, especially among athletes who are very seasoned, conditioned individuals, dropping dead all across the country, having issues with cardiac problems, tachycardia, myocarditis, strokes, blood clots, the list goes down the line. You've heard me talk about it for months. Yet we're still having this discussion now that people need to go get this disgusting toxic rna gene therapy shot that does not work now from all the research that's come out and all the evidence that's come to light through the fda and the pfizer documents showing this thing did not not only it did not, it not work it was severely toxic and over 1200 people died just in the pfizer trials but yet we're still having an argument about people having a covid vaccine passport my friends, this is a time that a lot of people really need to start getting vocal about what's happening. I encourage you all to stand up and speak the truth and continue to talk to everyone and get the truth and the real news out there as much as you possibly can.
1: What do you think, Deb? Wow, you covered a lot of stuff. Uh, number one, I got to ask you a question, Austin. Uh, you know I've got multiple magazines that are over 10 rounds. I mean, I've, we've had them for 20, 30 years. Are they all stamped with dates on them? from the factory automatically? None of them are stamped. Magazines are rarely ever stamped nor do they have serial numbers on
0: them. Most magazines are produced in such mass, say with companies like Magpul, they're gonna produce magazines, you know, by the millions. And they're basically done in, you know, case lots. Now, there may be some identifying number That may be on them. I've never really in in in-depthly looked at the magazines because there is no identifying number like a batch number on them. But you may have like a circle with a one or a two, meaning the generations on PMAGs that I think may be available on there. But my biggest concern and I had this discussion last night with a sheriff buddy of mine is the only possible way to enforce this would be to go in and start telling people they actually have to serialize and date their magazines and essentially register them because there's no possible way you're going to be able to enforce a magazine ban without knowing when they were possibly purchased because if they were manufactured say a year ago but you buy it in six months how are you supposed to determine that as well so yes this is going to be a very interesting topic and i encourage anyone and i've told everybody this any gun law that violates the Second Amendment, you make your own decision whether or not you're going to follow this. But to my knowledge, Dad, there is no aspect of being able to track these from a date and say when you actually purchased this magazine to when it was actually sold, unless people have to start keeping receipts. But even at that, what level of tyranny is this going to ensue? We're going to start having, you know, receipt checks. Gonna to to start having the IRS come in and audit your magazine. Case. I mean, wh- where where's this gonna go? I don't know. That's why I'm really hoping and writing and contacting the Senate to make sure this whole thing gets dropped before it goes anywhere.
1: Well, I, I just you know, to me, the Republicans that have basically turn-coded on this are unbelievable. And yeah. you know, you know, Biden was on that talk talk show the other night. He was with Kimmel. And he was saying how he wasn't going to pass any executive laws against you know gun rights because of the NRA. And then he said that he was not going to do it. Donald Trump did and you know, passed a bunch of, you know, illegal executive orders. And, of course, you know, the first thing he did is, you know, sign, what, over 50 executive orders. When he got an office by, that many of them also illegal. And so th- this whole show is just a, it's just a clown act is all it is. And, and the thing about it is, you know, this is when your sheriff in your county comes in. I know Sheriff Grady Judd personally. He's a really good guy, a good friend. I really like the guy. And he's our county sheriff. And there's no way he's sending his sheriff, in our, his, sheriff, his, his uh, deputies into our houses to examine our magazines. I know him. He's not going to do that. And I know Governor DeSantis is ever going to put up with this because he's not going to put up with it at all. This is a violation of everything on the Second Amendment. So – another, another, but remember, it, yeah, you, you covered this so succinctly yesterday. You talked about how these guys run around with machine pistols with all of these politicians – And they have 10 or 12 bodyguards with them, all with machine pistols. Uh, Then they may even have a helicopter circling over with a minigun uh, or, or, you know, or transport, you know, know, an MRAP falling behind them with miniguns. I mean, these guys are so well protected and so well armed that it's ludicrous. But we, the people, can't be that way because it's against, I guess, their reasoning as far as what's legal with the Constitution. This is why the founders of our country put that Second Amendment in there. But the thing about it is we shouldn't be paying more attention to the First Amendment, too. We really should have. This woke crap is what it is, has gotten completely out of control. Can't say this, can't say that, can't say this, can't say that. And because you're not woke enough, you have to basically be basically catering to the people who are hampering your ability to speak. And I mean, it's, it's insane. But the First Amendment is as important as that Second Amendment is. But we've let the First Amendment go because we've complied with the tyranny of the woke agenda. And it's very important that we understand that. Now, why would I bring that up to start with? Well, there's a failed baseball player. He basically is openly gay. He played in the minors for a little while, and he has now come out. I guess he's trying. To, he's now wanting to sing music, I guess, to his gay audience. And he because let me, let me stop for a second. Here's the deal. You know, we've had multiple people like Clay Aiken, you know, that were on American Idol, come out, and they were homosexuals, and they came out as being gay, and pretty much all of their careers, from a huge marketing standpoint, have come to a screeching halt. Let me just screeching halt. Anyway, why is that? But well, when, you, when you're marketing stuff and, and people, you know, you're singing love songs and you're a gay singer, you know, it kind of creeps out guys because we don't know who you're singing to. You know, it's like, a, you know, the only person I know that, that was able to get away with that was Elton John. And that's because he had such huge name recogn- recognition to start with because he got a huge back in the 70s before he came out as being queer. Well, I haven't listened to any of his stuff since he came out, Elton John. And when he, any of his old songs come up, I basically, you know, don't listen to them. Like that one song he did, Daniel. Well, now you're thinking he's singing to Daniel because he's got some guy named Daniel that says, well, you know. And, and so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. To me, it's just twisted. And so these guys are coming out now, this one guy, openly gay minor league baseball player, says Tampa Bay raised players' decisions to not wear LGBTQ logos on their uniform for Pride Month, sends a very clear message that LGBTQ people are not welcome here. I'm going to finish reading you part of this, and I'm going to comment on it. He came out last year while playing independent ball at Oregon. Basically, he's out. Now he's now promoting his music career. He basically spoke out about five pitchers who basically refused to partake in wearing these badges on their uniforms. And he goes, such antiquated language and behavior actively hurts the team. It's hard enough to be gay in baseball. I believe that. Uh, he, he, He funded a group called Proud to be in Baseball added he feels i'm not going to read more It's and but now one thing he says down here that i am just this is why i'm reading this article he says it always baffles me when guys use jesus as their excuse to discriminate ruby said later saying this isn't about religion this is about being a good teammate when guys go out of their way to make a point of opposing pride night they're sending a clear message that people like me just aren't welcome in baseball this guy's an idiot Okay, I'm saying he's an idiot. I, I completely and totally disagree with him. Here's the thing: if we came out and we decided we wear badges, I'm, a, I'm a, I own a major league baseball team, and the badges said, you know, you know, the heck with all gays, you know, we, we use something ugly, you know, queers are not it, queers are awful, all right, and we wore that patch, all right, they would have they would have every right to say wait a minute, wait a minute, you can't do that. And I would get that, that would be some type of hate speech, okay? Especially if I forced the teammates to wear it because I was the owner. Okay, we don't, they didn't do that. But then the same thing is the Bible says that homosexuality is a sin against God Almighty. So does Jesus. He says the same thing. Remember, the Word of God is Jesus and God. He is the triune Godhead. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same way he felt about Solomon and Gomorrah, he feels about it right now. If you want to read the book of Romans, you can talk about in depth about the acts of the sinful nature cannot enter the kingdom of God, including homosexuality. And then the Bible even talks about how they were given over to themselves with their perversions when they were inflamed with lust one for another with men. He openly talks about this in the Bible, so you can read it yourself. The problem with all of this stuff is when you stand on the word of God like these players have done, I said, no, we're Christians, we're not going to do that. You guys want to be queer? Be queer. But we're not going to put a big badge on our shoulders saying that we endorse you. That's what the queer guy's asking them to do, is to endorse them. And then he says if they're not endorsing him, they're openly discriminating against them. That's a complete that's hogwash. That's pure hogwash. Just because you don't endorse somebody doesn't mean you're going to actively discriminate against them. Don't it's the same thing. It goes it goes right back to the abortion issue. You were if, if they told the teammates, we have to wear a pro-choice tag on your on your shirt. Well no, I can do that. Well, if you have to. You're discriminating against women who want to have freedom with their own body. So you have to basically you hate these women if that you choose not to wear a, a pro, you know, abortion sticker. No, it's stupid. This is all First Amendment stuff. You can't force somebody to take a political stance because they're on your team. That has nothing to do with teammates and working together as a team. This guy's obviously a failed ball player. He's if if, if any good, he would he would not gotten out. And, and the thing that's sad to me is this: he's using this platform now about being queer. And about making this big thing about what happened with these Tampa Bay Rays to basically come in now and make a front page ad on the Daily Mail. So it's going to get picked up by all these different stories. And, in fact, I'm also carrying it, but I'm doing it as an objection. See, I don't like stuff like this. You know, don't tell me what I have to believe. I've already told you Tom Cruise is gay. We know that. Everybody in Hollywood knows that, you know, but it doesn't mean he's openly overt pushing his gay agenda. I mean, his movie Top Gun has had like the lowest second week drop off in viewership of any movie in history now. It's a phenomenal movie. I've seen it several times. I don't care that he's queer. I don't care. If I absolutely loathe gay people, I would never have gone to see Tom Cruise's movie. Don't care what they do in their personal lives. Now, I am object- I find it objectionable. And if he pushed it on me, I'd, I'd, I would not put up with it. I would say, no, I don't like this. And I'll never see his movie again. You know? Brad Pitt did some movies that I found extremely objectionable. They had nothing to do with gay stuff, but they were objectionable to me. And he did the movies, and I've chosen never to go see him again. There's a bunch of people on my list like that that I will not pay to see one of their movies in a theater. Now, if I can buy the DVD for 33 cents or it's streaming for free or whatever, I might might watch it, but I'm not going to support them financially. Not going to do it. See, this is the difference. They don't want you just to understand. They don't want you to say, "Okay, they're doing that. Whatever, it's their choice." That's not okay. They want you to endorse it. And by wearing that patch, you're endorsing it. Not only do they want you to endorse it, they want you to love it. And not only do they want you to love it, they want you to promote it okay? and be part of it. And and that's the problem I've got with the queer agenda. You say, well, you sound like you're some old fogey who was born in the 50s. You sound like somebody who was who just not awake. Well, you're right. I'm not. I'm I'm, Well, I'm awake as far as the world and what's going on, but I'm not woke. So they twisted that word, too. I want nothing to do with the gay queer agenda. But I'm not going to go out and harass these people either. There's a guy one time. His name was Patrick, and he was uh, working at some place called Cachets at the mall. It's out of business now, and Sharon and I were up there buying some clothes for her. I kind of got roped into going to the clothes shop with her, and I like to do that with her every once in a while because I particularly like certain types of clothes, and I don't really like her wearing stuff that I don't like. And, uh, you know, as I was there and I was talking to him, and, and he was okay. He was an okay dude. He was, in, fact, he was, in fact, he was very nice, and he did a really good job running that store. And so I was always very courteous to him. And he he talked to me about his issues and all the other stuff, and I was always courteous to him. You see, if you don't like people, if, if, you, if you're going to be – Hateful towards people that you're not being a Christian, but I always talk to them about Christ. I always talk to them about God. I always talk to them about everything. Why? Because if you don't do that, then what are we as Christians? They'll know that you love one another because you're my disciples because you love one another, and we have to be that way. So I know I got off in a ditch with this this morning, but this guy said this to you know on this Daily Mail article. I thought you know it's just I'm not going to let him get away with this. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to exercise my First Amendment right and say I disagree with you. I don't have to wear. A patch promoting your lifestyle against my b- b- biblical beliefs and you don't have the right to basically force me to do it now if you want to disagree with me say well, you shouldn't bring up Jesus in this okay you, you have a right to say that too you do but don't force me to wear a patch I'm not going to do that and that aggravates me it's, it's like this I think it's unbelievably disrespectful if an athlete kneels during the national anthem of the United States I think it's I think it's I find it just repugnant. I can't stand it because they're in the country that they're making millions of dollars and they're slamming the, the, the Star Spangled Banner, you know, the National Anthem or whatever. And here's the problem with all that. But it's their right. If they want to do that, I don't like it. But if that team president says you must all kneel, I'm not going to do that either if I'm a team player. But we have the right of First Amendment speech and freedom of expression. We have that right. But don't try to force other people to accept, in my opinion, your perversions. It's just not something I I want, I want to be involved in. By the way, i got to change topics now. We've had enough of that weird stuff. You know, we are seeing more and more people now who are boosted that are testing positive for COVID, who basically are testing higher for COVID now than those who have not had the shot. And there's an article I posted it on the website, and it's pure propaganda explaining that. It's so blatant now, they're having to explain it away. Here's the article. It's called, Why are boosted Americans testing positive for COVID more than those without the extra shot? How about those who don't even have the shot? And so they go into detail trying to explain why you have a higher incident of being positive when you take the shot. It's all stupid. It's all lies. So when you see stuff like that, don't believe it because it's just obfuscation and it's is, is skewing the facts. Now, here's another one I want to cover with you. COVID vaccines are now being linked to a new type of incurable fatal degenerative brain disorder. Studies suggest a link between a rapidly progressing incurable fatal prion disease known as CJD disease from the COVID vaccines. Wow. Now, researchers believe the prion region from the original Wuhan COVID-19 variant spike protein was incorporated into the mRNA vaccines and the other viruses, vector vaccines, given to hundreds of millions of humans. And it can cause this new type of rapidly progressing, sporadic CJD. Now, CJD is a brain disorder that also leads to dementia, ultimately death. Now, here's the problem with this it's a prion disorder. Guess what else are prion disorders there's nobody else wanted to talk about this? Mad cow's disease. Mad cow's disease is a prion disorder. You know, you know, they, they used to think that, you know, they, they used to think it was caused by bacteria, or viruses or whatever. This is no mad cow disease is instead caused by infectious molecules called prions, which are not even technically alive. And they don't have DNA or RNA. Prions are a type of protein. You can think of a pro- protein as a chain of little molecules called amino acids. This chain will fold up in a specific shape. The essential for proteins jab into the cell. So there are normal prions that are correctly folded and not infectious and infectious prions like prions like those that cause mad cow disease, which are misfolded versions of the prion protein. So now they're telling us this is a prion disease that's being injected into us. And my question is this, because I haven't heard them say it. Is this a type of mad cow disease? Because mad cow disease was also linked to mercury in the shots and to the vaccines given to the cows. We talked about that in depth on our show before. But here's the issue, isn't it? Are they intentionally doing this to cause an increased rate of senile dementia? It says it will, and it's been directly linked to this information now, as far as this this injection. So, just thought I'd add that. I'm also I've also post, posted it on the website so you can read it. Now, and here's another one I want you to then look at. The numbers now for the European database, which actually is more accurate than our database, are 45,316 dead from the vaccine, four million four hundred sixteen thousand seven hundred seventy-eight thousand. Injured following the COVID-19 vaccines in the European database of adverse reactions. I mean, this is insanity, but yet it's supposed to be completely and totally safe. Uh, we know it's not. And, and the reason I, I'm doing this again and talking more about this is because I don't want to talk about how some person went up to Kavanaugh's house and, you know, and basically with a gun who's been arrested now who, for attempted murder. OK, here's why I'm not going to go into detail on that story. How much of that is staged? What they're trying to do now, and I'm not saying it was staged, I'm just asking how much was staged, how much of it actually has to go into the media? How many times do Supreme Court justices, I mean, they have security details that follow them around, too, remember that. How many times are they threatened? I guarantee you it happens all the time. But because of this abortion issue that's coming up now, next month, they're basically stoking the flames of fire. Okay, We had another guy go in and supposedly burn down an abortion clinic. He's wearing a mask. I have no idea who it was, what they did. Who it was, you know, that's not an okay thing. We don't burn down other people's properties. I don't like abortion because I can't go and burn them down. But the reality is, is that you know they're doing this and they're promoting that narrative now. I want you to see it because of what's going to happen next month when Roe v. Wade gets reversed, supposedly from a national standpoint, becomes states' rights, which it should have always been. So be really careful in what you see and how they catered the news and how they twist it through a certain way. Now another guy, this is the BlackRock financial manager. He's talking about the upcoming financial chaos due to the loss of working adults from the vaccine injuries and deaths. Pretty good article. That's, I remember, he's BlackRock fund manager Edward Dowd. He was interviewed by The New American, and he was explaining that the economic chaos that is coming due to the huge loss of working age Americans who have died or become disabled after complying with the COVID, COVID not, the vaccine mandates in the third and fourth quarters of 2021. He explains that even through the first quarter of 2022, insurance companies are reporting an average of 20% increase in deaths among working-aged Americans. When you take these statistics, combine them with the lowering birth rates, which will now accelerate with childbearing aged women who took the COVID shots, and the fact that the banking industry has been engaging in fraud since 2008, which has never been resolved, the immediate, looks, the immediate future looks bad. And their solution into this mess is to reset the economy with central bank currencies – the best to basically make slaves out of everyone. He's hopeful for a long-term future, but he believes that many people will not choose to become slaves when they see these when the digital currencies are rolled out. But we'll see what happens with all that. You know, when I walked through the X-ray scanner, and I refused to be x-rayed, and I walked around it leaving St. Louis last week. Uh, Sharon and I were the only two people that did that that had to be patted down. In fact, it was so rare. They had a hard time finding somebody that was qualified to pat us down. Just thought I'd give you that message here. And, and, you know, the same thing happened going out of Orlando. They have to call people over to pat you down, which is an unbelievable violation of your civil rights, get patted down like that. But the the problem with all of this stuff is is that why were we the only two that did that? Years ago when I used to fly, years ago, four or five years ago before all this COVID mess happened, I remember – We'd have multiple people refusing to be x-rayed, but not anymore. They just want to get to their planes. A lot of people are running so late because of the lines, like at Orlando Airport. By the way, if you're ever flying to Central Florida, do not fly into Orlando. Do yourself a favor. Fly into St. Pete International. Fly into Tampa International don't go into Orlando International. I don't care what airline you've got to fly on, stay out of that airport. There were literally 2,000 people in line in front of us. So this article about Edward Dowd talking about the financial reset and people not being around, we're seeing it more and more and more as more and more people can't find employees. We're seeing it happen everywhere as more and more people are either so sick they can't recover from the shots or they're coming down with all types of cancers or they're having all types of heart issues. And now the big question on Daily Mail again was, why are so many young people dying with heart issues? Like, like they're a bunch of idiots. Like they're, like they're, something's wrong with them and they can't look what's changed in the last two years. We've injected these young people with a doggone kill shot. That's why they're dying. That's why they are a heart problems. I mean, this is not rocket science, but they pretend like they have some kind of mystery disease going around. No, it's not, dummy. They took the shots because their parents either forced them to do it or their colleges forced them to do it or their employers forced them to do it. Just thought I'd mention that. Awesome. What do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: Well, it's, it's very frustrating because the sad part about this is, and
1: I don't want to speak negative
0: about things in the future, but I feel that we're very we're seeing only the very, very influx, the very beginning of what we're going to start seeing in the future. Remember, if somebody comes down with severe myocarditis, their chances of living very long are very rare. I mean, I think the next i think next cardiac event within the next five years, like a 50% chance they're going to have another cardiac issue. There's all kinds of statistics when you start looking at myocarditis. It's not one of those things like, oh, I had myocarditis for a week. Oh, I recovered from it. I'm cool now. Myocarditis is much worse than pericarditis, and pericarditis is rough. I've had it when I was 27. So when I heard about myocarditis, which, quite frankly, is very, very rare, I didn't even know much about it when I first started reading about it. I knew all about pericarditis. Myocarditis is much more severe. So you start hearing about, oh, well, he had a case of myocarditis, but they've recovered now. No, they didn't. You never fully recover from myocarditis. You're a cardiac patient the rest of your life. And that also means that if you start having issues like blood clots if you start having your blood get too thick if you start getting dehydrated if you start going under too much stress your heart's got a serious issue it's got to deal with now and you're at a very early stage in your life it's not like you got a heart issue when you're 67 years old like okay you know i've had fun it's like no you're 20 years old and you're having myocarditis we're going to start seeing health problems out the wazoo over the next five to ten years in my opinion And i think that was the overall goal i think that a lot of this stuff that's happened was delayed. I think they wanted 2020 to already have this stuff in effect. By the time 2030, they want to have everything implemented. And I think the timeline's gotten delayed. I think a lot of that was from the original phase of Trump being elected as the accidental president and then then basically having to try to get him under reins and control him. We all knew that Hillary Clinton was supposed to be president. I mean, when you have Time magazine, they have preprints, of Hillary Clinton, Madame President, on the front already printed on the racks for the news, ready to sell that morning of the election, and Donald Trump on Time Magazine is nowhere to be found. Not a single page was ever printed with his face on it. Now, I can tell you one thing: Time Magazine is owned by the banker boys. The banker boys aren't going to go pump millions and millions and millions of dollars in a Time magazine print to pump out Hillary Clinton on the front if they know for a fact that she's not going to win, not going to do it. It's complete and total just erroneous waste of money. All those things went in the dumpster. They knew that she had it in the bag. The problem with it was the American population saw the truth of what was happening with the soul cooking and all the stuff that got basically released. That is why they have worked so just tiresome to shut down any type of free speech in this country and dad's exactly right when he said a few minutes ago he said the second amendment is something that we most people have basically taken for granted and a lot of people have overlooked and a lot of people now are looking at it the first amendment is also one that I have been a very very strong component of if you guys have ever listened uh, to the show I've been a huge proponent of it being able to speak freely as you're right if somebody comes up to you and they says hey you got to put this patch on your arm that says I support communism and you go, but I, I don't support communism. Well, no, you have to wear this patch. It's, it's, if you don't support communism, then you're basically a racist bigot. But I don't support communism. Well, you have to wear it. No, the heck, I don't have to wear this. I'm not a communist. I don't support it. If you want to be a communist, that's your choice. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But you can go be a communist. That's fine with me. Now, if you come at me and you tell me I have to wear a communist patch, I'm going to tell you no. No. If you put your hand on me to put the patch on me, I'm going to use force to defend myself because now you have put your hands on me. That is battery. Everybody has a right to say no to what they want to promote, what they want to agree with, and what they want to support. I don't support things I don't agree with. Newsflash, that's an American right. If I don't agree with it, I don't support it. I have a right to disagree, and I have a right to my own opinion, just like somebody else does. I really would love to have seen the flip roll of this and say all of a sudden they come out and they say, guess what? It's Easter Sunday. We're going to put basically Easter patches with crucifix on them on everybody's, you know, everybody's uniform. What would have happened then? What do you you think the backlash would have been from the media? Oh, and forbid a Muslim's on the team and says, oh, I'm I'm not going to wear an Easter crucifix on my uniform because – I'm not Christian. I'm a Muslim. Do I agree with Muslim religion? Absolutely not. I'm diametrically opposed to it. Does that Muslim have a right not to wear an Easter patch on his uniform? 100%. He has that right to disagree with me on that. 100%. I have no right to tell him he's got to wear a crucifix Easter patch on his uniform and being a Muslim. Do I disagree with him? Yes. Does he disagree with me? Yes. Okay. End of discussion. This concept now of where they're trying to tell you if you don't promote it, if you don't hug it, if you don't hold it, that you basically are a racist, bigot, homophobe, there's absolutely no reality to that at all. Now, do I want to be bigoted towards certain behaviors? Absolutely. Can I be? 100%. Is that my right? Oh, yeah. Like I am grossly bigoted towards pedophilia. 100%. You will never hear me ever talk about it in a positive light in my entire life. That is where they're taking this, guys, that people can't pick up on the giant picture. It has nothing to do with them wanting people to be okay with being a homosexual or LGBTQ. That's, we're way past that. They've already gotten their time to shine in the spotlight with this now. They get an entire month to talk about it. That's not enough. They want you to further accept every single agenda they continue to push, every single one. It doesn't stop. There are no boundaries when it goes to this level. When there are no morals, there are no boundaries, there are no lines, there's no limits. It just continues to go further in depravity, and that's what people have to understand. It's okay to say, no, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to support it. But you can do your own thing because that's your right as well. This is where they're trying to force the boundary to be moved. They're trying to move the Christians and the patriots' red lines right now to say, hey, listen – It's not okay for you now not to openly support what we tell you to support. That's what they're saying. This is an affront to the First Amendment, and it's a front to American rights, and of course it is to Christianity. But quite frankly, this goes well beyond just Christianity and religious beliefs now. This is more on the lines of trying to do everything they can to dissolve American rights and constitutional rights as we far see it, and we have known it for over 200 years in this country. So I just wanted to address that real quick. Also, too, in other news, I found this to be very interesting as well speaking of you know the whole woke culture and wanting to basically make sure nobody has the right to speak anything that's truthful now the daily mail's reported the journal of obesity is now stating that they're recommending and actually demanding that the term morbidly obese be removed and that doctors are not allowed to say it because they said it may hurt people's feelings that are morbidly obese now i get When you're discussing with people and you're talking about stuff, if somebody's got a weight issue or somebody's working on something, it's not nice to make fun of people. It's not. That's never nice. I'm never okay with picking on people and making fun of people, and they're trying to work on stuff. Now, do I agree with what somebody's doing? No. I'll tell you right now. Hey, there's some things you can do to fix this. But saying, ha, 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 you've got a weight problem, that's not nice. That's not nice, and nobody should be doing that. But if somebody's got a serious clinical problem, and they're seven hundred pounds, and you go, dude, listen. You're morbidly obese, man. We have to try to get your weight under control. This is a serious problem to your health. You're not going to be long for this world if we don't make some serious changes. There's nothing wrong with addressing it and saying, listen, there's a problem with this. What they've tried to do now in the media, as you've seen now, is they've tried to normalize this very, very morbidly obese image to saying, hey, it's okay to be 450 pounds. They even glamorize it on television now. I mean that once it was my my big 600-pound self, these people are – in their bedrooms, they can't even get out of their house because they can't fit through the door. And their family members bring them, you know, a dozen extra large cheese pizzas and four gallons of ice cream to the room every day while they sit on the couch. I mean, I, I, I can't even really fathom this. The fact that that's actually being glamorized now is something that's almost cool or hip. Guys, that's seriously horrible. I mean, those, those people are not long for live. Your heart can't handle that. It doesn't work. Our bodies were never designed to be sedentary and eat that enormous amount of calories. Our bodies were always designed to be moving and active on a regular basis. That's why I was talking to one of uh, another customer about the other day about resveratrol, and I had a bunch of people that have been asking me more and more about that for overall heart health because exactly what dad brought up on the show the other day about wine. And I said, listen, I said the journals that came out that tested wine and basically talked about the benefits of resveratrol and wine are accurate. A lot of wine has resveratrol in it, and it's very, very cardiac healthy. It's very good for the cardiovascular system. It's a great anti-aging antioxidant. I said the problem with it is the research never bothered to show you that the amount of resveratrol you get out of, say, a half a glass of wine or a whole glass of wine, that there's really not a lot of resveratrol in it. To actually get a really good amount of heart-healthy resveratrol, you got to drink about a bottle of wine. Well, the problem is I think everybody can agree drinking an entire bottle of wine every single night is not going to be very beneficial, especially when it comes to your liver. Now, if you want to drink wine on occasion or something, you're out at dinner, I told you I don't I don't have a bit of a problem with some alcohol like that. But drinking a bottle of wine at night, there's no health benefit that's going to come out with that. Everybody can agree with that except for the resveratrol. But the alcohol is going to massively counteract anything that the resveratrol could possibly do for your heart. And that's why we came out with a formula I think almost over a decade ago with the resveratrol that also has the quercetin in it. It has the trans resveratrol, which is a polygon root extract, which is basically the heart of the resveratrol that really helps out with overall heart health. And it also has the bioflavonoid complex that helps out with basically the uh, anti-aging aspects as far as what you hear from it. And so I had a lot of people ask me about it, so I went ahead and I got a bunch that's coming in stock now, and I put it on the front page of the website if people want to try it, because this is coming out more and more now about it to get the wine. If you're wanting to get the anti-aging properties from resveratrol, take a very, very high dose ten resveratrol formula. It does wonders, and it is incredibly good for the heart. And I also have been reading more research now on people that have basically gotten the shot and have not gotten it again, but have been trying to basically reverse some of the damages that may have occurred from the, incident that's happened with the shot along with the CoQ10 vitamin E magnesium brain food resveratrol I am now finding research is extremely good to help reverse some of the damages that may have occurred from this RNA gene therapy shot so I just want to throw that out there and kind of clarify that because you hear a lot of it in the research to try to promote alcoholism but at the end of the day you really got to do your research and find out what's the real reason and why do you really want to try it a different realm and so again I wanted to throw that information out there because the heart's a very I mean it's a very complex organ and the one thing that I learned when pericard, when I had pericarditis, you say you tear a bicep muscle, you know, you just separate a bicep muscle. You're training too hard, you're going too heavy, and you separate it. Well they go in and they'll basically do a small incision, and they'll reconnect the bicep muscle. And you'll have some scar tissue, but it'll heal up and you put your arm in a sling and then you know you don't use it. You don't use it for about four to six weeks and you can start doing some rehab on it, start stretching it back out. Cardiac muscle doesn't get that privilege. If you start having cardiac problems, you can't just say, okay, put your heart up on a rest real quick. We're going to let your heart chill out for about two or three weeks. Don't move it. Don't pump it. Don't do anything. We're just going to let it chill for about two to three weeks, and then you know, when it's healed up, we'll turn it back on. It doesn't work that way ever. <laughs> so when you start seeing these issues where people are, and they are talking about pericarditis and myocarditis from getting a shot, it's not something to be played with, nor is it something to be downplayed. It is a very... Very serious side effect that is occurring, especially in people that are getting the shot repeatedly now and people that exert themselves very aggressively like hardened athletes that are doing massive amounts of cardio, running, training, endurance like that. So be very aware of what's going in your body, especially when you start hearing more people talk about, well, you just need to get the shot. I mean, guys, like I said before… I'm not going to forget the fact that it was less than a year ago. We were on this show, and I had people literally calling me and emailing me daily, some of them in tears, not knowing what to do because HR at their office had told them, you will be terminated if you do not go get this clot shot. That was less than a year ago, guys. They were doing that to us. Now the same people that told us we were basically going to be excommunicado out of society and not allowed to participate, and not allowed to shop, and not allowed to work if we didn't get a clot shot that's killing people. they are the very same people now that are telling you you don't belong in society if you own a gun, and you're not trustworthy enough to own a firearm. Let that sink in for a second before you start listening to what the media is telling you about feeling guilty about owning a weapon that is designed in the Second Amendment to be there against a government exactly like we're seeing right now. You know, I saw some of the pre- the conference that they did in this – the congressional meeting where they brought this 11-year-old girl that was allegedly at the Uvalde School District. And they had her talk about her testimony, how she was in the school, and she wiped blood all over herself and played dead. And I watched the video that she did, and I watched it about four times. And the first time I watched it, it was kind of – I was like, oh, this is disturbing to listen to. Then I watched it again, and I watched it again, and I watched it again. You guys know my background's in psychology. Now, I'm not putting any type of anything out there. I'm not stating that she wasn't there. I'm not alleging that at all. What I am finding was, though, when I watched that video, her body language and her emotions were very far disconnected from her entire story. That's just my personal psychological assessment from the research and the studying and the schooling that I had for four years. When somebody's usually talking about a traumatic instrument or traumatic incident, They don't have to look to the left and the right of the camera back and forth like somebody's holding up cue cards for them to read. They don't have to do that. not saying she did that. I'm saying people don't have to do that. Also, when people are talking about very severe incidences that are very fresh in their mind, they're usually crying. They're very emotional. They don't know how to handle the situation. They're deeply disturbed. When somebody… Maybe sitting there talking about a story and they're trying not to crack a smile at the beginning and they're simply talking like they're reading from a cue card and they have zero emotion and they're not crying and they don't even look like they even care about the incident. I find that very disturbing. Now, I'm not saying she was doing that. I'm not saying she wasn't there. I'm not making those allocations at all. I'm saying if I saw a video like that, I would find it very hard to believe that somebody was actually involved in that incident when they have zero emotions and they read back and forth to the left of the screen like they're reading cue cards, just throwing that out there. So be very careful how you will let the media play with your emotions and pull on your heartstrings in order to further their agenda, to take more rights away from you and tell you you aren't trustworthy enough to have a firearm. Only we're trustworthy enough. The same people that told you you can't be working. You're not trustworthy enough to keep your business open. Only we know what's best for you. Shut down your business, peasant. Take the little bit of money scraps we give you. Do not talk to us. Wear your mask. Do not go outside. Do not speak to anyone because you're not worthy to do that in society because we haven't deemed it think about that when the same people right. that did that to everybody tell you you're not allowed to be able to defend yourself with a firearm dad what do
1: you think you're 100% right and and you know I'm going to say something real quick the vast majority of those trillions of dollars did not go to the we the people the american state. they went to pet, pet projects for congress yep. it was it was all a bunch of lies again They didn't give trillions of dollars to the people. They could have paid off a whole bunch of debt without. They didn't do that. Uh, Most of it went to, you know, the military defense contractors and all kinds of other pet projects they wanted to do. Go look at the numbers like the forty billion to Ukraine. I think Ukraine only got like ten billion of that. All the rest of it got spread around. They used that as a lie to get people to to support this contract that they're going to sign in order to take more money from us. And I'm going to say one other thing too, and you're one hundred percent right. About ten years ago, God spoke to me in a dream, I mean the Almighty, and he spoke to me in German, which was mind-boggling to me, and, and I was so shaken by it, I had to get out of the bed, and I had to go and get in the shower because I was soaking wet from head to toe, and, and to this day, almost a decade later, when I talk about it, I get weepy. I, I, I can't, the emotion was so strong that God had done that for me that it, it literally to this day, it hasn't changed from an emotional standpoint. And then I hear these people, and some of them in alt media. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Now I'm going to be—I'm not going to name any names, but they flippantly say, "Well, God told me this, and God spoke to me and told me this," and they're flippant with it. They're flippant, like, "Oh yeah, I have this conversation with the Almighty all the time." No, you don't. You're probably on some type of mental disorder drug, and you're having delusional psychosis. Just thought I'd mention that. Now, am I saying that God doesn't speak to people? No, I can't say that because He does. But when God speaks to you, you remember it. And to this day, I still get weepy when I start talking about what he, what he did and what he, what he, if I start, course, I start going into detail with you guys. And so it's, that's how much it still affects me. But these guys that are always saying, well, God told me this, God told me that, God told me this. Now you can be led by the Holy Spirit. You can, that, that's true. You can, that could, that you can, when you get, but when, when the creator, when God Almighty, God the Father speaks to you, okay, I, I can say one thing to you. It's going to snap you tight. And so when I hear people say that kind of stuff all the time, it just aggravates me because they, the people who want to have their own will done their own way against God's will will do the God card. And I saw I saw Pat Robertson do this so many times. Well, God told me this was going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden it's like God told me this, and then it doesn't happen again. And God told me this, and then it doesn't happen again. With Pat Robertson repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. After about the second time of that, I quit watching the 700 Club. I had enough of all of it. And just uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into more detail with that, but I can't. I don't care for that programming. But the but, but the problem is is that I can't stand it when alt media does that. And there's so many people out there that say this, and it's just I'm not going to go any further than that. By the way, uh, I'm going to change topics. Uh, by the way, five people are presumed dead after another Osprey a Marine Corps Osprey crashes in the California desert. Now I'm going to say something about these Ospreys. They're a phenomenal piece of advanced technology that are not airworthy. They should never have been approved. They basically have twin rotors. They fly. They lift off the ground like a helicopter, but then the rotors during mid-flight move forward, and they give you enough thrust to fly at around 300 miles an hour with about 12 or 15 people aboard. And so they're like an airplane that has a vertical ascent takeoff thing. The problem is they're so complicated to fly. And, And see, what happens is... When you lift up and you have a helicopter, you have to slowly tilt the rotor forward for that to create thrust to move forward. When you have the other two rotors and then you have no rear rotor, you have no stability rotor in the back of an Osprey, what ends up happening is if you lose any type of thrust or you get to a point where you stop creating lift, the thing falls down like a doggone sack of potatoes out of the sky. It should never have been approved. You can produce a really good helicopter that will still fly close to 200 miles an hour that doesn't have all these accidents. I mean, so many accidents. I think there have been 30 or 40 Osprey accidents that would people die. It is not a safe piece of equipment to use, and I really hope that the the military gets rid of that thing. It should have never, ever, ever been put into use. By the way… a this is, I actually, I approve of this. A Christian art student is now suing Illinois College for slapping her with a no-contact order on behalf of her woke students who complained about her sharing her conservative views about Jesus. So um, she's graduated May 2022 after studying art therapy, and she says she was labeled a racist and harmful for sharing her conservative views. Guys, just because you don't like some liberal viewpoint doesn't mean you're a racist. I've said this before. Now. You may be a bigot because you're diametrically opposed to somebody else's values. That can make you bigoted towards that value. Like I'm bigoted towards pedophiles. I, I loathe them. So if you says you say to me Ted Brower is a bigot because of pedophiles, how he feels about pedophiles? My response is absolutely yes. <laughs> okay. So, but don't be calling people racist because they're giving out their Christian views. So I applaud her for doing this, guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. Thanks for the great week. This is all the comments I've had on this week of shows so far. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning when Sharon and I went on about a two-mile walk this morning around 6.30. It's cool enough to walk in here at that time of the day, and uh, I really love you guys. I'll finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: That was well said. And that student, she has every right to speak her mind as well about stuff. This is the concept that's eluded the American population now in this this where everybody has their feelings on their sleeves and gets hurt every time something happens. They expect everybody has to have ramifications because somebody made a comment they don't like. Well, what about her if somebody was making comments to her that were pro-homosexual? Can she sue them now because they were violating her religious beliefs by talking to her about their homosexual beliefs? Hmm. Where does it go? This is the problem that I have. There's no balance of it. It's not a clear-cut line where we have, okay, we're just not going to bring this up. This is going to be something that everybody just lets go. It's not like that at all. It's always directed towards the Christian patriots, always. Everything else is off-limits but that. That's the problem that I have, like this whole thing with January 6th. What in the world? is going on in this country right now, like we talked the other day, now they're going to be doing like this mini-series on this entire thing. What would happen if Congress and our government actually spent as much time babbling about a protest at the Capitol building as they did talking about how to get fuel prices back under control and stop the speculators from running the prices up or about having to actually have 100% margin calls on these things so they didn't just manipulate the market to all high heavens with the oil? Or how about going in and reducing the tax structure for the federal taxes on gas right now and reducing the cost down? Or talking about how to get the cost of food down and help out with some of the subsidies with some of these farmers instead of actually taxing them, making it harder for them to grow food. Why well, don't any of those discussions obviously is that too difficult to talk about? Oh, no, 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 no. We've got to keep talking about January 6th because they've got to remind everybody of the narrative. This is what happens when you question – a stolen election. This is what happens when you don't go along with what we tell you. We're going to make it a point to constantly bring it up and talk about it in perpetuity. And I told you Ford yesterday or two days ago, I wholeheartedly believe I think they're going to have a movie on this now. I think Hollywood's going to pick this up, and they're going to bring up the January 6th insurrection in theaters rated R for violence and gore. And they're going to come up with some asinine movie propaganda and talk about how horrific everybody is for even questioning the fact that it was a stolen election when it was the safest, most honest election in U.S. history. Guys, there's people getting arrested now for tampering. There's people that have been getting indicted now for basically ballot box stuffing. I was reading articles about it earlier. I'll get into it more on the Hagman show later on. It's been happening all over the country. Oregon. Uh, Orchid harvesting. (laughs) Freudian slip on that. That's also happening. I was about to say, ballot harvesting and ballot box stuffing is not something new. This has been going on from country to country for hundreds of years in republics. This even happened in Rome. They tried to do this. This isn't new. Once you find out that you can go in and start manipulating the votes to try to get the people into power that you want in power so that they can control them from the inside out – It's a very easy way it's probably one of the softest points in a republic especially if you have a community that does not value ethics and integrity and this is exactly why they talked about it. the founding fathers talked about it they said a constitutional republic is solely inadequate for any other group of individuals except essentially god-fearing christian patriots and i'm I'm paraphrasing that if you have people in the mass majority of society that are just hardcore leftist communists that have no morals, no ethics, and the only thing they want is to deprive everybody of their liberties and steal as much as they can, it's very difficult to have an operational successful republic because all you end up doing with is having a bunch of horrific individuals that are trying to find loopholes on how to steal everyone's rights away from them without them knowing it. That's why it's so important you continue to get people involved and we continue to hold them accountable for what's going on and make sure – you're doing everything you can in your local areas to make sure that you're having the ballots and the elections as legitimate as you can, if that's even possible anymore. But we can still make an attempt at it the best we possibly can. At least I would like to think so. So continue, my friends. Get the truth out there. Stand up strong. Stay strong. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. The resveratrol Huge June sale right now. I put it on for everybody. Heart healthy June resveratrol at 20% off along with the product of the week on the front page of the website right now at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check it out on anything you need. And of course, vote for what you want to see win next week. But right now, the D3 10,000 K2 on sales product of the week on the front page. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Stand up for your beliefs at all times. Have a blessed night and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.